Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! You like this music, Bix? Yeah, I do. Bit of subliminal marketing at Cooper Stadium where I'm, I'm part of the, the team that creates the match day experience. And this is what you're playing. This is on the playlist. So Dude, uh, let's go. One of the people came up to me and they're like, I know you came up with this song to use at Cooper Stadium because I hear it every day. And my response mm. wasn't angry. It wasn't standoffish. It was, thanks for listening, mate. <laughs> yeah. Did you use that voice? Yeah. Oh, very for good. the old radio. Thanks for listening, mate. Coming up really soon. Your chance to, I guess, the secret sound and... Battle of the Sexes. Let's cross out to the street team. They've got some icy cold cans of Coke to give away. Where are you going? All right, here's the traffic. That's it. That's your uh, your FM voice. Yeah. Mm. I think we'll transition one day, you and I, radio-wise, not anything else, um, and into maybe nighttime radio. We sit down and just argue over monotonous stuff. Talk to all the people who can't sleep. Prison radio. It's it's like... (laughs) Prison radio. On one of the community radio stations, <laughs> there's a prison hour where people call up and he's like, yeah, uh, it's Darren here. Yeah, I'm doing 15 alive. Just wanted to send a shout out to my kids. Anyway, here's Elvis. Literally. Really? Yeah. Where? In Adelaide. In Adelaide? Yeah, on one of the community stations, there's a prison hour. A shout out to Rog in cell block E. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the night, mate. It's the last one you got. I'm going to shiv you later. <laughs> So I, didn't think, I didn't think our market was that big. Nah, it's good, no, mate. No, There's... A big sort of couple people ringing in from Port Augusta and some from Yatla and <laughs> I mean, people in Mount Gambia having a bit of a chat. There's a whole world out there that I think we just don't know exists. In what way? Just people doing stuff that is just so foreign to what we know. You know what I mean? Well, I can attest to that because every morning when we drive down Heinley Street yeah. at quarter to five, Mm. there's an army of Adelaide City Council workers blowing the um, rubbish on the the main street. (laughs) And then a street sweeper (laughs) picking it up. (laughs) And lots of people making our city look look the way it does um, that I didn't know existed. It's a whole world out there, Jared. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. So we had a good day today. Uh, so we spoke to the Premier. Yep, we did. At 8 o'clock this morning, we spoke to the Premier. Um, <laughs> and we uh, we did on the mark and um, some other stuff. I need to take a breather and have a cold shower. So uh, we'll be back at some stage. Here's the podcast. <laughs> Three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! And a very good morning to you on this Tuesday, 14th of November. Christmas is so close, Mark Bickley. We're in Studio Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a massive thanks to Tire Power. Save big on Falcon all-terrain tyres. Lovely to see you again. For everyone listening on the SEN app today, they can have a look at the video camera and you have some facial hair today. What is happening? No, well, isn't it November? I'm still just... You've got a goatee. Well, I'm just... I haven't shaved, that's all. So it's Everything just, okay? Everything is everywhere where it needs to be. But it's um, just... A, it, what are we... We are 14 days in, so two weeks, and I've got a bit of... To put it politely, a bit of bum fluff, that's about You're it. not doing Movember, though. 
Oh, yeah, but why not? Everyone else is growing a facial hair. I'm just sort of going along for the ride and being lazy. It's an excuse not to have to shave. Your facial hair is very... Patchy. Um, yeah, it is quite patchy, but it's stylishly patchy. I think it looks good. <laughs> stylishly? Yeah. Really? Because it looks a bit goatee-esque. And when I um, can't sleep at night, I look at videos of you on YouTube. And you had some times when you were uh, the head coach of the Adelaide Crows and an yeah. assistant coach where you had a bit of facial hair. Really? Yeah. Oh, goodness, mate. You, you need to sort of get out more or get a bit of a life. You've been watching... You don't want YouTube, to have a look at my search history, no. <laughs> I'm sure I don't. No, no. What did you get up to over the weekend? I had a wonderful weekend. So on Friday, even though it's a Tuesday now, so we need to be really mindful. People have already been doing stuff on a Monday, mm. but I um, managed to get a, a purchase, which I've been waiting for years to be able to do, and that was a stand-up paddleboard. Had a chat to you on Thursday mm, about yeah. that, and I got that, mm-hmm. and I was very happy. So Friday night um, in the Semaphore area, mm-hmm. The, the water could not have been any more still. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was so, so good. Just to go to the beach and have a look at all the people just enjoying the really strange hot day that we had because we knew it was going to get to 24 yeah. the next day. It was wonderful. But then within about 10 minutes, it went from being really hot to really windy and As soon as cool. we left, as in we took one step onto the sand to exit the beach, that's when the wind came in. And mm. it was, as you said, a complete turnaround. So that was really nice. Um, Saturday, I think Saturday was done really well by both Adelaide United and the 36ers in their reflection for Remembrance Day. Um, both uh, teams had ceremonies on the court and on the pitch, which is wonderful. And that's about as good as the, the, yeah. the games went for both teams. Um, the 36ers going down to the Jack Jumpers and Adelaide United, I know we'll talk about a little bit later on, um, really disappointing against Sydney FC, like really disappointing. Mm. Um, it was a disappointing weekend of sport, really, for well, our South Australian teams. I was going to say, thankfully, we were sort of bemoaning the fact that you had to choose between the 36ers and, the, mm. and Adelaide United. You couldn't sort of go to one game and roll straight into the other. Otherwise, you would have been pretty depressed by the end of the day. I was already depressed because <laughs> I'm like, I was. I don't like the hot weather, so thankfully it cooled down. But no, it was really disappointing. And um, the 36ers have a huge game on Friday night against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, mm. who will feature Daniel Johnson, their former player, who's yep. an injury replacement. And um, I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. I'm no. pretty uncomfortable about Friday night because he hasn't been at the club. He hasn't been at the Entertainment Centre leading up to this moment. And it's not the way that I would have liked to see Daniel Johnson appear at the Entertainment Centre for the first time in another team's colours. Mm. And... You would hate for him to turn it on and score 20 points or something. friend of mine did message me over the weekend and said, could DJ be the end of CJ? Mm. Jeepers. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, We're here thanks to more Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. What did you get up to over the weekend? I uh, enjoyed some hospitality over the weekend from a great friend of mine, uh, Jason Gentle from the photo group. We went to hand-picked which was the... Um, What's his name? Jason Gentle. Jason Gentle, yes. Oh, his surname describes his personality. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and to him and his wife, Mel. Uh, we went along to... Um, uh, it's like a music festival. Yeah. It was great in the, um, in the Adelaide Hills. Adelaide Hills? No, more... I think it was um, Leckensfield Winery. So, it's sort so of, it wasn't great. It was grape. <laughs> yeah. But the, the lineup was 
good. There were 7,000 people there. Who did you see? Talk through some of the acts, Mark, because you're a music guy. Yeah, we saw, uh, let's see, the Waifs were there. Okay. Uh, Lime Cordial were playing. Yep. Uh, Ziggy Alberts. So real chilled kind of vibes. Mm, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and then it was finished off by a DJ set from Mel C from the Spice Girls. That's right. So she was at Flemington on Saturday. Yes. Jumped on a helicopter from Flemington to the airport, jumped on a plane, flew over, and then drove down to the winery. Lake Breeze Wines it was Lake at. Lake Breeze. Sorry, I'm terrible with you. You are. Um, Temper Trap performed as well. Temper Trap, good. yeah. Shouldn't have missed them. No, um, did you? Ballpark were there. <laughs> ballpark music. Yeah. You have no idea, do you? Well, well no, you don't. I do have an idea because I just told you. Who well, you kind of missed the temper trap and the others were pretty good. You did not Sweet too bad. Sweet disposition they played. What else did they play? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I was, I was uh, chatting and enjoying the uh, all the hospitality that was there. It was a great day. And it, everyone was, like I said, it was really chilled and everyone had a great time. When I sort of, that's my observations from everyone. It was really, really good atmosphere. Um, let's get our early nomination for one of the things we like to do, and that is the good stuff, because we like to start the week on a, a really positive note. So um, here on this Tuesday morning, let's do it. Faster 13 27 27 budget current truck rental. Uh, if you have any nominations for the good stuff, text them in 0427 154 166. Do you want to start us off, Mark Bickley, with yeah. your nomination for the good stuff? I'm going to go with a, an interesting one because he's a bit of a bad boy and we don't always like Virat Kohli. But I'll tell you what he did. He did something different on the weekend and he's pretty excited about it. Have a listen to Virat Kohli. You don't want to get out to him, but you do, just like that. He gets a wicket. He gets a wicket. The batter's walking. Everybody's laughing. Anushka loves it as well. The crowd loves it. Virat Kohli's got a wicket and the Netherlands have lost one. So here's a guy who's done everything just about in the in the game of cricket. And he went bananas when he got that wicket. They're playing the Netherlands and it was a horrible ball down leg side. The batsman just tickled it. But I thought, geez, he got really excited. I looked at the figures. It's only his fifth ever wicket in one-day cricket, and it's his first wicket in nine years. So that's why he was pretty excited about it. So I think that's good for him. He just shows he's up and about, and the crowd got right behind him. It's a nine-year first for Virat Kohli, and uh, old mate that he got out will never live that down. That's going to be (laughs) his career, and that's basically it. So that's very good. Uh, My nomination is a bit of a cheeky one because even though it was really disappointing uh, on Saturday night at Cooper Stadium, Adelaide United going down 5-1 to Sydney FC, um, I think a a prickly Carl Viet is my nomination for the good stuff because all of the talk last week was about Nestori Irinkunda potentially going to Bayern Munich. So yes. th- this should be, when you spoke to Kimbo on the Roach last night, um, this should be announced this week that the deal has been done. Uh, nothing can happen as in Nestori can't leave the club until the end of the season. So I could, I'll break that down for you in a moment. Yep. Um, but I love at the end of the game. So Carl Viet is interviewed by Lucas Ronaldo from the broadcast and he awkwardly asked a question about Nestori Irinkunda. Just have a listen to Carl's response. Do you think you struggled to cope without Nesta on the wing? That's a silly question. Hey, 
He's a 17-year-old kid that's missing from a game. Come on. There's 11 players out there tonight. <laughs> mm. well, it was all about the pause. That's the, that was the building of the... Uh, Incredible. The answer. And after that, there, there was no purpose to continue that interview <laughs> because Carl's wanted to get off very quickly. So <laughs> keep your nominations coming in. Moving house, using team that's easy and affordable budget card, truck rental, 13-27-27. Um, so the, the good news for Adelaide United is, even though that announcement will be made about Nestori Irin Kunda, so he's not allowed to leave... Um, Adelaide United until mm. he's 18. He's not 18 until February, I don't believe. Okay. But that also means that February is past the January transfer window. Okay, So gotcha. he will be with Adelaide United until the end of the season. He can't do anything else apart from that. He's at Adelaide United till the end of the season, then the rest takes care of itself. So I read that it was a transfer fee of over $5 million. Let's say. Australian, yes. Yep. Yep. So, so that goes into the coffers of Adelaide United. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. And so that's the, that's the way... The payoff, I guess, is correct. It? You find the talent, you develop it over a number of years, yep. and then if if one spits out like Nestori, who is one absolute superstar, yep. then you get that paycheck back, and that's invested back into the club. Definitely. So that also means that United might be able to look at players in the January window to bring them in, knowing that Nestori is going to leave in Feb. Mm. So um, once it's all done, we will speak to people who know more than we do about it, just to break it down, because it's a really significant move. However, there's been lots of significant moves in Australian football, because this one's closer to home and he's 17. Um, it is going to be massive. So, so you would think, just on the back of that, so you've got Craig Goodwin and now you've got Nestori and Kunda. Yeah. This is very good for the financial uh, coffers of Adelaide United. Definitely. It should allow them to stabilise and build a really strong base. 100%. Very good point. Hello. Ah! Hello. Our number is 1-300-736-736. You have to call right now. Call right now. Archie's thong so comfy you'll never take them off. We have a voucher to give away. Uh, Archie's footwear. And they are incredible bits of footwear, Mark Bickley. Um, great on the feet. Very affordable. And we want to give them away to someone. Yes, indeed. Arch support. Hence the name Archie's. Uh, very comfortable indeed. Just jump on. Whatever's tickled your fancy across the weekend. AFLW, the two favourites, got bowled over in that. So that might have caught your eye. So uh, lots going on in the world of sport, particularly in South Australia. But it wasn't all good. one 736 736 If you want the voucher, if you want the Archie's footwear, you have to get your voice on the air, though. So call us now. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 18 minutes past six on SCNSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you want to get some early Christmas shopping done too, don't forget that you can head to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Uh, Bix, let's talk about our lineup of guests today because it is huge. We are very lucky at 8 o'clock to be joined by the Honourable Peter Malinowskis, Premier of South Australia, who over the weekend announced everything we needed to know about Gather Round, and now we've introduced face masks back into the northern suburbs. So there's a fair <laughs> bit going on in South Australia. Well, there is. There's a, we've just been explained. There's a new wave of COVID coming through. So uh, what's that, the Lyle Mac? And it sounds so strange, though, that we're saying chuck our masks back on. I think they're just saying at hospitals, the two yeah. northern hospitals, um, just to be, uh, you know, a precaution. I, I guess people that are going to hospital, a lot of people that are going to hospital are very ill. 
And so they're more susceptible. So they're just trying to make sure they're trying to protect people really. But what it does, what we do know is that let's take, for example, what's going on this weekend with the, uh, the Velo 500. There's yeah. going to be people falling on top of each other. Robbie Williams, you can imagine how tightly packed the people are going to be to see Robbie Williams. So like, it's just one of those things, isn't it? If you are someone who is susceptible, it's a, decision you have the choice to make. I There's guess. a fear as well. As soon as you hear anything about masks and COVID, everybody goes back to what we were like a couple of years ago out of fear. So we're going to talk to the Premier about Gather Round. I'm really interested to know, I, I know that he's spoken briefly about the three venues being the same and not having time to announce another venue. I was probably, that was the only thing I was really disappointed about. I would have liked to see the announcement of a different venue apart from Norwood, Mount Barker and Adelaide Oval. Um, but we can talk to him about that. Yeah, we will. And, and I think the Norwood one, makes a lot of sense. The announcement of the Food and Wine Festival coming back, I just feel like that is going to be an amazing atmosphere down yep. on the parade. Mount Barker's got an extra game. That's interesting because it's not quite the same sort of village feel that Norwood Oval has and the, and the connection to that community. And they're not having time for the infrastructure. I did see, though, that Mount Barker, the, a lot of the stands have been removed. So they're retractable and you can chuck them in and pull them out. I think there's a couple of sample clubs that could almost be ready to host one of those games, even Alberton. Like, so it's it's worth having a think about. Well, if you've got any questions you want us to ask the Premier, 0427 154 166. We are here alongside more team care for family cars at Port Adelaide. It's SENSA Breakfast. Tire Power, Australia biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 minutes past 6. Good morning to you. We are here on SENSA Breakfast with a lot of prizes to be won today including those Archie's thongs so comfy you'll never take them off. Might be able to give them to the text or caller of the day. And don't don't forget, if you are thinking about travelling over the Christmas break, which is going to be here before we know it, Flight Centre's Big Red Sale is on now with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. I mean, cruises at the moment probably are the ones that you have to um, think about a few times because of what's here in Just South Australia. Take a deep breath. Well, look, it's interesting because the... The reports that were coming out about the cruise ship that landed in Adelaide yesterday and there'd been some gastro and some some COVID um, on board, it was described as a disaster. But then I heard a couple of people interviewed as they came off and it was mainly those people that were affected by it. They were sort of confined to their rooms and most of the people sort of got on with it without too much hassle. So... Anyway, it's it's probably one of the inherent risks you take when you're on a, a big boat with a whole lot of people that can't go anywhere. Uh, question without notice for you, Mark Bickley. Mm-hmm. What was the most positive loss that our teams had over the weekend? Which loss do you walk away from and go, ah, not too bad, we'll be fine? Because they were all pretty disappointing. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe the Crows AFLW loss. When, when it's a couple of points, you can always, you know, it can go either way. Uh, and they didn't play well as... As they have, um, they, they come up against Sydney this week. They should account for Sydney this week, but it means they go... Sydney are flying high, though. Sydney first final, first win, so they get in there and they're all celebrating. It could be mm. like those teams that we've seen in the men's competition, just riding a wave of yeah, success. who knows? I think Adelaide will bounce back, but then, of course, they have to go to Melbourne. They'll play North Melbourne. It was so interesting because the, the two teams that finished first and second both 
bombed out in the first week of the yeah. final, which is um, which is crazy, really, because now the teams that finish third and fourth uh, potentially could be hosting a grand final. So uh, that's that's quite a remarkable turnaround. Mm. I don't think anybody expected that, but we did say during the week the only loss that Adelaide had this year was to Brisbane. So and um, by a couple of points that game as well. Yes, so that can either really dishearten you or motivate you for the next time you come up against them if they eventually do that. Um, we have a, a huge show planned for you today, as we said. Peter Malinowski is joining us at eight o'clock this morning. I, I did say Robbie Williams coming to town this week. It's actually the week after. It's mm. on the uh, the twenty fifth Sunday, the twenty fifth. Yes, so yeah, don't sort of fall out of bed if you were thinking, "Wow, the Velo's on this week." It's it's next week. You're just Robbie Williams obsessed at the moment I as well. I watched the, uh, the the doco, which was really interesting, actually. I'll Does it make it. you want to become a boy band and then solo artist? No, no, quite the opposite. Okay, he, he was hounded, the poor man. Well, so are you, mate. You can't walk down the street of Port Pirie <laughs> without people saying, "Sign my sword" or do no, that other kind no, of stuff. No, he. I felt sorry for him. At a young age, he was absolutely smashed. As the tram goes past us on King William at the moment, just talking about the Velo Adelaide 500. I mean, what perfect timing there from Mark Bigley. Uh, We'll be back after the news. Plenty more still to come on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast Tyre Power. You can save big time on Falcon all-terrain tyres, and we are in Studio Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you're listening on the app this morning, you can text and call us directly via the app. You can have a look at the cameras, which are pointing smack bang in the middle of Mark Bickley's facial hair at the moment and myself wearing. It's a beautiful part studio, Lumo, this time of year, Bix. Look outside. There's a big tree out there on King William. Someone's drawn a smiley face on the tree. It's wonderful. It gives us a positive start to the morning. Well, and it's getting lighter earlier as well, which makes it a little less depressing when you're in here doing the show, like in winter. Dark and gloomy now. The sun's out. Well, I stitched myself up with that last night because over the weekend, I feel the most organised I've ever felt. So over the weekend, it was the Port Adelaide Christmas pageant, which was wonderful. And did a car go sort of driving into the pageant that I read somewhere? That's just a regular occurrence in my area. (laughs) Someone Um, took a wrong turn and ended up... Yeah, they just became part of the pageant. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And then it was weird because they had the police following them and they thought it was all part of the ceremony. (laughs) But that's okay. Um, I I managed to get some Christmas lights up at the house. And and normally in the Walsh household, we leave it too late. So we put up the Christmas lights on Christmas Eve and you go to your local hardware store to try and find some Christmas lights. They're all sold out this year organized done got the kids to help so last night i said let's wait until it gets dark so we can have a look at the christmas lights it wasn't dark until about 8 30 oh, so dear. the kids were overtired and that was my fault well you didn't think that through did you did not think that through at all but um now i feel excited that we've got christmas lights oh, up at the house you're putting the pressure on as well we're still recovering from halloween yeah but tori will put all yours up oh, like she did the no, halloween no, no. stuff I sort of help you know, being, being an electrician and, you know, lights and all that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff, this is my forte. So, You are very much a Griswold of uh, National Lampoons, <laughs> I reckon. Well, how, would, how fancy you, who mm. is a weekend warrior at best in terms of being a handyman. Yeah, I'm just trying stuff. I know, but I'm actually a qualified tradesperson. So don't sort of 
call me Clark Griswold when that's actually you. But I'm trying stuff. You literally sit out the back with a seltzer in your hand while your wife does everything. <laughs> no, I do not. That's 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 a you're besmirching my name now. <laughs> okay, I'm making everything up, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you Let's are. Let's get into our sports update. Because there's a, a lot of sport that we've got to get into. Um, not too far away, we are going to have our nominations for who's making a difference. We make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. But Bix, talk us through the sports news. Okay, let's start with some basketball. Josh Giddy has posted his first double-double of the NBA season to help Oklahoma City to a 111-99 road win over Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns. Now, hasn't been flying this year. He He's uh, recorded 44 double-doubles plus eight triple-doubles over his first two years in the league, but had yet to post one this season before facing the Suns. So that was uh, good news for him. Who scored 35 points in that game for uh, Oklahoma City? Who was the guy that scored 35 points? Just have a go at his name. Is that Shea Gilgius Alexander? That's pretty good from you. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Thank you. Jalen Williams uh, scored. No, you read that one well too. Yeah, (laughs) all all good there. Uh, Novak Djokovic has eventually tamed Danish debutant Holger Rune. Uh, The score was 7-6, 6-7. 6-3. Uh, that's the opening round Robin match in the ATP finals. That sealed his number one ranking uh, for the end of the year to the end of the year. And that's a record extending eighth time that he's done that. Absolutely fantastic. He was stretched at times by uh, the young Danish player in Rune, Rune, who produced some fireworks for the large evening crowd. So there you go. Novak, 36 years of age, still getting it done, still ranked number one. But you just get this feeling the um, there's some young players sort of knocking on the door, mm. isn't there? Sinners one, uh, and this this guy's a debutant. He's in there, and obviously Alcaraz is another. So I just wonder how much longer he can hang on for, and how long this reign will continue because he's been one of the the greats in sport, really. As we continue our sports update, you can make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. You're going to do that very soon, Mark Bickley. What else is happening in sport? Hey, we know just briefly the Socceroos are playing on Thursday. I'm going to be heading over to Melbourne to talk about the uh, Socceroos. I'll be there on the microphone facing Bangladesh. So they have some of their qualifiers right now. So what they want to do is qualify for the 26 World Cup in style by topping their Asian qualifying group, as his Bage spoke about this yesterday. But this is going to be big for the Socceroos because it is quite a different squad. Um, Mm. There's some Adelaide flavour there. So Craig Goodwin, who got to face off against Cristiano Ronaldo on the weekend in Saudi Arabia, he comes back to play for the team. Um, Also, Cassini Yengi, who is a young South Australian player who more recently was uh, at Western Sydney. He's gone overseas now to play in Europe. Um, And also Joe Gauci, of course, who... Um, that was probably the only bittersweet thing about um, Saturday night where he's got all eyes of the national selectors on him and he let five goals in. So yeah. you'd think Matt Ryan will play on Thursday night anyway, yep. but Joe would be really disappointed with that. So they've got a game against Bangladesh, then they play um, yeah, in, in, against Palestine. So um, they want to put on a really big show. And let's hope that uh, the fans really turn up to not allowed to call it Amy Park. It's Melbourne's rectangular stadium. That's what we have to call it now. Oh, really? Because when everything is FIFA sanctioned, there no is naming nothing, rights. no naming rights or anything. So that is going to be big for the Socceroos on Thursday. Mm. And and finally, just to finish on, the other story uh, across the weekend was Andrew Dillon uh, standing opposite our uh, Premier uh, 
Peter Malinowskis, and he was talking about Gather Round. He was here primarily to launch Gather Round, but there was a question came up around Adelaide's draw. We're expecting the draw out later this week, probably around Thursday, uh, and whether they might have got any uh, consideration and favourable treatment. Uh, look, we had conversations with the Crows about that and, um, you know, the way that, you know, from John Olsen to Tim Silvers and Matthew Nixon, the way that the club handled that was um, you know, a real credit to them. Um, the, the fixture that the Crows get or don't get, that'll, that'll stand on its own two feet. They've um, they had a really good season. They've got a great young list and, and I think they play a really good brand of football. We are going to talk about the draw and also we've got a text from Daniel, which we'll read out in a moment, Daniel, because you're talking about gather around there. So we'll do that in a few moments' time. We need to give a special shout-out as well to Australia, who has defeated New Zealand 35-23 in the final of the Fast Five Netball World Series in Christchurch on Sunday. So this is big bigs for a couple of reasons and we're, we're trying to get a hold of Tilly Garrett, our very own diamond, to speak to about this. You have a look at the squad for the Australian Fast Five team, there was at least four players who played in the grand final for the Adelaide Thunderbirds there. So Tilly Garrett was there, Tipper Dwan, Lucy Austin, Georgie Horges, Hannah Petty. So there's five of them. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. So we might as well call them the South Australian Australian team because <laughs> a huge representation there and um, a really, I think a really nice way to cap off 2023 for those players. If you think about the year so far for Australian netball. So we had Suncorp Super Netball where the Thunderbirds managed to win the championship. Yes. We had the Australian Diamonds who have recently played against New Zealand and South Africa. And they won 16 of their 18 matches Yes, this year. there was a World Cup which Australia managed to become champions of and now finishing with this. Um, Australian netball in very good health at the moment no matter what's happening off the court with yeah, all the, the contracts. That's the only thing we need to get sorted out, isn't it? Really? They certainly do. Uh, look, you can make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. If you want to send us a text just like Daniel's done, 0427-154-166. We'll keep talking about the Gather Round announcement next. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 14 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Partly cloudy, top of 23 degrees. Today, Bix, our text line 0427154166 as we talk a bit of AFL alongside Exerbia, South Australia's premier outdoor retailer. Uh, Daniel has sent us in our first text of the day. Uh, did you want to get into Daniel's text? Yeah, it says uh, Sam McClure goes bang overnight with his anti-SA bias. The gather round draw comes out and he writes a story about how Essendon and Melbourne should be angry. I think it's the other way around. They should be happy. They will play an SA with crowds that are 70-30, not 95-5, and don't have the opportunity of playing SA three times like the other teams will. Um, I, I, look, I guess the, the, the only point he's making is, is you come to SA for gather round and you end up playing one of the local teams as opposed to playing a neutral in gather round. It's a, um, it's a footy story that happens in November, I reckon, that one from Sam McClure, just trying to find something that no one else is writing about. Um but it's a, in in the scheme of things, like you're suggesting, Daniel, it's not a it's not a huge deal. I wouldn't have thought. So let's have a look at the fixture, uh, and we can speak to the Premier Peter Malinowskis about this at eight o'clock this morning. So Thursday, the fourth of April at Adelaide Oval, Adelaide will play against Melbourne. You go back to earlier this year where Adelaide like sent a Carlton. shot through the competition mm. against Carlton uh, on Friday night at Norwood, or sorry, Friday twilight. Uh, Brisbane play against North Melbourne. 
Interesting. Brisbane played against North Melbourne this gather round too, so potentially that they, was, at Mount, that was at Mount Barker. So yeah. it's a bit strange that they're playing against each other again. Maybe they were just happy with the turnout for that. I don't know. Well, look, it's more a fixturing. In the end, it's sort of I'm, – I'm surprised. That, that's not exactly a blockbuster game. I thought they – you know, the Norwood might have had just a little bit more um, sort of tried to push a few of the higher-profile teams potentially to Norwood. Well, if you think though, Brisbane were a grand final, uh, a grand final participant. They were what, four points away from winning a premiership um, and playing the second bottom side. Yes, and that confuses me though. Why would you have the same teams playing against one another? Yep, not sure. Because if you're a Brisbane fan or a North Melbourne fan, you want to go see them play someone else. Um, and Brisbane pumped North Melbourne at Mount Barker, as you said. Yeah. So Friday night football at Adelaide Oval, it's Port Adelaide and Essendon. So it's the Dersma Zerk Thatcher Cup they'll be playing for there. Um, well, Saturday. That, that, that makes sense, though, like to give them another big standalone game. So the two Adelaide teams are done Thursday and Friday. No doubleheaders, yeah. No doubleheaders, but also for a lot of people that are travelling across might get here. You know, that game's going to be a sellout because you've got lots of Port Adelaide people who have – who want, want to get tickets as members, then you get people leaving Friday most likely to come across for Saturday and Sunday. Huge weekend there. Sydney West Coast on Saturday afternoon at Mount Barker and then uh, the same day uh, at Adelaide Oval at 3.50. Carlton will play Fremantle, followed by Geelong and the Western Bulldogs. Mm. I mean, you can't do much in regards to logistics there, but if anything... Could you have played the Sydney West Coast game a little bit earlier so people have time to travel from Mount Barker to Adelaide Oval at the conclusion of that? Because this is the driving back from Mount Barker this year. That was a uh, talking point that you're not going to make Adelaide Oval mm. in time. Yeah, look, Could you play I, it at midday? Oh, I, um, I don't know. I, I wonder how many people want to see every game. I, I sort of I feel like if you're going to the Norwood game at 4.30, yes, some people will try and get to the Port Adelaide S in the game if they've got tickets. But I think you'll go to the Norwood game at 4.30, but then you'll stay on the parade and enjoy that part of it. Maybe they're thinking a lot of the people going to Mount Barker will hopefully stay in and around Mount Barker and enjoy that yeah. little setting perhaps. Or maybe – sort of make their way leisurely sort of down the freeway and get there if they want to see the, the blockbuster game, which is Geelong v. the Western Bulldogs. Let's hope that's a good game. Then they can get there comfortably for that. Sunday the 7th of April, it all starts at midday at Mount Barker where the Suns play the Giants, followed by Richmond St Kilda at Norwood and Gather Round finishes on Sunday twilight, Collingwood Hawthorne. Mm, so I think that game at Norwood is going to sort of coincide with the food and wine festival. Mm. Is that correct? On, yeah. on the Sunday. So that'll be big. And then I think the AFL are hoping that, that the Hawks are going to continue to improve and that that'll be a really good way, strong way to finish the, the round off Collingwood who are perennial sort of drawers of, of crowds. So and they played Sunday twilight this season as well. Didn't they? Was it Collingwood St Kilda this, uh, this gather round? I went and saw that game. I can't remember, but, but all I know is that St. Gilda came back and kicked three goals in the last couple of minutes and got within a couple of points. Um, I think it was on the Sunday, yeah. So yeah. Rich, Richmond played Sydney on the Friday night. That was a good game. Tom Papley kicked six goals. Because I remember going to that yeah, game. Yeah, they played against St. And then it was yep. Melbourne, Essendon played on the Saturday in the doubleheader with another team. So anyway, um, I don't think there's going to be bad. There's not bad games in there. Um, and 
I think it'll be bigger and better because I just feel like there's had more time to have sort of a bit more of that activation around the ground. So like the parade, you'd think Mount Barker would be a little bit more organised in terms of how they tie people in there and, and you know, make it a, a celebration of Mount Barker and all the things that people have to offer up there. Shout out to Exerbia. Get in before you get out to grab all your outdoor clothing, shoes and equipment. Let's keep talking about the AFL because, Bix, yesterday we found out that retired Richmond great Alex Rance will link with his former coach, Damien Hardwick, at the Suns. The five-time All-Australian defender has joined Gold Coast as a part-time leadership consultant. So he sort of teased this on his social media leading up mm. to the announcement and this is what he had to say. Very excited to join the, the Gold Coast Suns family. The multifaceted role for me, one as a uh, Loop Logics partnership manager, but also something that I'm, I'm really uh, also passionate about is the, the culture and leadership space. So I'll be doing uh, a lot of that with the, the boys program two days a week here. I really love the trajectory of the football club in, in the way that it's going. It's an exciting young list with a lot of, I think, untapped potential. And the thing that I was most passionate about when I was playing is the, the culture and, and leadership components. And leadership has many faces. Uh, a lot of people see just the captains and vice captains but once we can start to harness everyone's individual roles within the system and we can get clarity on that, that's when the magic really happens. Mm, there you go. That seems to be a good appointment, I would have thought. Um, it loves that space. Clearly very good at it as well. Been through a period at Richmond where I guess they were <clears throat> indifferent in that space but then transformed into a very, very good side. So um, that's going to be excellent. You, I think when you team him with... Damien Hardwick and some of the other people that are in and around that place that you would expect that, the, as Alex Rance said, the, the trajectory of that club is certainly on an upward track. Adelaide stalwart Ebony Marinoff said her side was boring in their upset loss to Brisbane in the AFLW qualifying final. The Crows slipped to a two-point defeat to the Lions. So now uh, that is that means they've got to go uh, – they play Sydney at home, but we'll have to go away for the prelim final. Matthew Clark spoke after the game. He wasn't all that enamoured with the performance either. I don't think we challenged them as much as we probably could have uh, taken the ball off the line, but um, sometimes that's about their defensive setup, their defensive pressure as well. So I'll have to have a look back and see if there were genuine opportunities we missed or it was just a situation where a uh, good pressure team shuts down some of your ability to access the open side. So they had more clearances, 20 more contested possessions, uh, more entries inside 50, five more marks inside 50, just weren't able to sort of move or play with any dare. At the, uh, the other end of the ground, the, the Lions were much more efficient when they went inside forward 50. So um, that's twice this year. Two losses to Adelaide, both times to Brisbane by a couple of points. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. A shout-out to Chemist Warehouse. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Michael has sent through a text on 0427154166. Yeah, it's a really good one. It said they had shuttle buses from Mount Barker that took you straight to Adelaide Oval and got you there on time if that's what you wanted to do. Thanks for that, Michael. You had to rush out of that venue pretty quickly, though. As soon as the final siren sounded, you are on that bus and out. So, fair enough. Um, Do you reckon there'd be many people that want to see all um, nine games? I reckon it'd be an awesome challenge to do that. Like, that's your real gather-round experience. If you could do that and you love your footy, why wouldn't you? 
Because I think in the NRL with their magic round, they have that kind of full round pass that you can get into all of the games. That would be something that we could aim for while we've still got Gather Round here. It's certainly something to think about. Um, Ange Postacoglu has a fair bit to think about as well. We are on the Spurs bandwagon, but Bix, it was only a few days ago we were talking about top of the league and now uh, Tottenham are sitting fourth on the Premier League table. They are on 26 points behind Arsenal, behind Liverpool, behind Man City, and it was a very disappointing Tottenham after. Again, they've lost in the last couple of minutes of the game. This time it was to the Wolves. Wolverhampton get the three points off Tottenham and everybody's waiting with bated breath to hear what Ange has to say and this is what he managed to come up with. Is there a temptation on your part to change the way that you play just for this one game? Yeah, there's always the temptation, but um, apart from yeah, apart from chocolate, I'm pretty good at not giving in to temptations. <laughs> Still managed to get a bit of a joke out, doesn't he? <laughs> It's not too bad. Um, so there's a, a break this weekend because of the uh, international matches, which yep. might be good. Might be good for Ange to take a bit of a breather. Um, and he still managed to, you know, have a smile on his face. I don't think he's going to be phased by much. Mm. Well, I, I think clearly he's, he's exceeded his expectations starting this year. So he's smart enough to know that the bubble was going to burst eventually, but it's just how quickly you pick up the pieces and, and get back on the horse, I guess. So... He would have some time now to, to collect his thoughts, get his players organised, but he's a long-term guy. He's he's a guy that's trying to build something, not just for this season, but for the next couple that he's contracted at least anyway. So whilst it's um, it's a little hiccup, I'm sure that he's still got a longer-term vision. It was good for Wolverhampton because the Wanderers were sitting, um, I think, about 14th or 15th, and now they've managed to hold on to those three points, an unexpected three points, and they're sitting 12th at the moment. You mentioned about the person or people who try and get to every round of the gather round and watch every game. <clears throat> I wonder, I'm sure we had this discussion last year about whether we create a medal for the best player of the gather round. Yeah, I suggested Who's, that. Yeah, it was yeah, a good suggestion. Well done. Thanks, Jared. Um, <laughs> and what I, I think it'd be a great promotion if you pick someone, you know, a bit like the grand final ambassador, get someone and say, yep, you know, the whole VIP style thing where you get even from Mount Barker, you chopper them in and make a big song and dance. But they go and watch all nine games and then they are the one because they've seen every game. They decide whose was the best performance across the nine games. My only suggestion would be that you would be hoping to play in the first couple of games because if you are the gather round ambassador <laughs> and you are embracing the food and wine, when it gets to twilight on that Sunday where Collingwood play Hawthorne, then um, you're basically going to be saying that Jack Ginevan for Collingwood had a good game, even though he plays for Hawthorne yeah, now. So no, we're not all like you. Oh, <laughs> come on. Now, There's yeah. some very conscientious sort of footy pundits out there. You're still recovering from the handpick festival, Mark Bickley, all <laughs> right? So it is uh, one minute to seven on SENSA. The Premier is going to join us um, at eight o'clock this morning. We're trying to get a hold of Tilly Garrett. We still have 
on the mark in a moment, the five things Mark Bickley learned from the weekend. If you have a nomination for a Gather Round Ambassador 2, send it in. 0427-154-166. We're here thanks to more Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. Good morning to you. Local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven. Good morning in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We'd love to hear from you this morning. If you want to give us a call, one 736 736 just for getting your voice on the air, you never know. You could walk away with the amazing pair of Archie's thongs. So comfy, you'll never take them off. Send us a text. Give us a call. It's as simple as that. Mark Bickley is here sporting some wonderful facial hair this morning that um, has just blown me away because it's grown fast in some areas and <laughs> slow. we're quite observational here mm. in Studio Lumo. So I think it looks splendid. Can you give us your kind of weather report at the moment, Bix, as you have a look out the window over King William? Yeah, it's a little bit gloomy today. It's going to be 23 degrees, but it's at the moment it's quite cloudy. So a little bit of rain overnight. You get a few drops overnight, not much. But... Did walked out the front and it was lovely because some of our plants are passing away. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, do you water them? No, that was the issue. So thankfully <laughs> that they were watered last night and they're feeling very good now. Uh, Bix, because it is a Tuesday morning, we always like to tap into your mind and understand what you learned from the weekend and plus a Monday in sports. So let's do it. One, two, three, four, five. Mark Bickley's Five Things I Learned. Okay, let's start with Adelaide United. The brilliance and exuberance of youth at Adelaide United is still a work in progress. I think all of us were blown away with the first couple of weeks where they were able to uh, get on the scoreboard. They played the two grand final teams from last year and, and comfortably won. The young kids looked fantastic. Well, it came crashing back to earth on the, on Saturday when they went down 5-1 against Sydney FC. I wasn't there. Mm. What was the feel like? Was it? Shock. They change coaches, Sydney FC. Often you get that response. Is that partially? Definitely. Well, the statistics are heavily in favour of the team that changes manager and when they come in. And to to watch, first of all, the first goal that was scored by Sydney FC from um, the candy man, his name's Joe Lolly. Um, incredible. He was the winner of the Thomas Dale medal, the, the player that shows the, the most courage um, displayed on the pitch. Their goals were good. Their experience was definitely well above Adelaide United. And Carl had to make a couple of subs at halftime because I think the players that he subbed off, including Ben Halloran, Hiroshi Ubusuki, um, I feel that there was a bit of frustration in their tenacity and how hard they were working, mm, as in really? when it came to pressing. But I did want to ask you this because you've had experience in, in coaching. Um, I feel watching this, the, the kids that played weren't as effective as they have been the previous weeks. Is this something that you are just going to expect when you play kids who are teenagers? They're going to have really good games, but then mm. they're going to have games where, um, as we saw on Saturday night, the experience and class of Sydney FC was really at the forefront of the fans of Cooper Stadium. Yeah, and, and this is the art of coaching, and this is why Carl is so good, I'm sure, and that is you're preparing these young men to be consistent players. So when when – um, you're young, the gap between your best and your worst is very, very wide. Yeah. So your best games are nine out of 10. And we saw them in round one and round two. But if you have a, a poor game, like on Saturday night, some of those players might've played a three out of 10. 
what you need is you need your players when they have their worst games to still be a five and a half or a six out of ten, and that way you can still perform, and you, that's what brings consistency. If you have this gap of is it going to be a three game or is it going to be a nine game, like that's when you just don't know what you're going to get, and that's the scariest feeling of all when you're a coach. So he's building those players up to make sure that when you when it's not your night, you're still doing a lot of those little things, like you said, getting after the opposition, pressing up, be putting them under pressure and not letting them sort of just do what they want. So it's a nice little wake-up call. The other thing that happens is when you burst on the scene, not many people know much about you. You know, then you play a couple of good games. Now the preparation Sydney would have went through, they, they now start to study, the, you know, some of these young players and, what their strengths are, and they start to take them away. So the reality of what professional sport is all about will start to hit home over the coming weeks. Yeah, it was interesting watching some of the young players on Saturday night because it reminded me of Josh Rochelle uh, during the year where I remember there was a moment where uh, Taylor Walker had a go at him, whether it was at training and also during a game where body language probably wasn't at its all time. And I think sometimes with inexperienced players, once they get the ball, mentally they might think, I can win the game here. I can do this. I can kick this goal as opposed to thinking, what does the team need yeah. to do? And that's just an experience thing. I wanted to play for you, Carl Veard, again, because he was really prickly after the match, not just in the press conference, but when Lucas Ronaldo from the broadcaster was asking a question about Nestori Irinkunda in his absence. Do you think you struggled to cope without Nestor on the wing? That's a silly question. Hey. He's a 17-year-old kid that's missing from a game. Come on. There's 11 players out there tonight. And this is the, the challenge that Adelaide United faces while their story is still at the club. The focus, the attention is on him thinking that he's just going to win the game. But I love Carl's response there because Carl's saying... No, no, no. Uh, Nesta, Nesta plays for Adelaide United. Adelaide United doesn't play for Nesta. And don't let the other 11 players off the hook. The fact that one young player's not playing doesn't mm. sort of... Um, think that the others can't perform in his absence. Okay, so the second thing that I learned across the weekend, um, on Sunday, Andrew Dillon and our Premier Peter Malinowskis launched Gather Round, and I have no doubt it's going to be bigger and better in 2024. I think the the great thing is around the parade and what they're doing there. The Food and Wine Festival on Sunday is going to be absolutely huge after that. Uh, the game that's going to be played there. Uh, the Crows play Thursday, the Power play Friday night. So the two local teams, you know, get blockbuster standalone fixturing, which is fantastic. There's going to be a whole range of people traveling across. People that came last year will have talked to their mates about it. They'll be more organized. They'll know where to go and what to do. Yep. So I think Gather Round is going to be absolutely huge next year, which is going to be fantastic. Third thing I learned across the weekend, Australia plays South Africa in the semi-final. They've now qualified for the semi-finals. Uh, India will play New Zealand. Whichever team loses that game, which takes place, uh, is it? I think it's Wednesday. Night. One, night, one tonight, one tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, is it? Yeah. yeah. So whoever loses that game, he's going to be desperately unlucky, I think. Uh, you know, South Africa have been really impressive. They've, um, um, you know, the Cox had four centuries of... Played some really good cricket. Australia, after their sort of lacklustre start, have put together some huge performances. Warner's been great. Uh, we've seen innings from Marsh and Maxwell and Zampa's bowled really well. There's been so many good players. So one of those teams is going to miss out on the finals. And I think um, they, they will look back and say, we had a really good tournament. But, geez, we feel a bit unlucky not to play on the final. India, New Zealand, 7 o'clock tomorrow. And then Thursday, Australia and Thursday. South Africa, 7 p.m. Yep. Mm. Okay, so that's the third thing. I learned. The fourth thing I learned across the weekend is 
around the 36ers and the pressure is right back on after another loss on Saturday. They're now three wins, seven losses. They play the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, who are fourth on the ladder, the highest scoring team in the competition. The pressure is building again on coach CJ Bruton. They had that period where they won three out of four mm. and you thought they might've turned it around, but it's just gone back the other way. Is that the sense that you get? That's the sense that I get. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they missed Trey Kell on Saturday night, who was out injured. This is CJ Bruton discussing that. Like anything, you, you want everyone to play, but it's, only, it's, it's not an excuse. It's just more of next man standing. And again, this is where you see the likes of Nick Marshall and, and other guys getting an opportunity. And it's like, well, there's minutes there uh, for a guy who's been dominant for us. And while you don't get it out of one guy, you need to get it out of everybody and uh, dig a little deeper in little spots. But everyone had their little cameo, which was great to see. Um, so there you go. And it's, um, yes, you just feel like there's, there's, needs to be a turnaround and something's got to happen there and they've got to get back into the that, that momentum that they had because, like I say, the, uh, the the natives are getting a little bit restless there. And the final thing I learned across the weekend is the AFLW Premiership race is absolutely wide open and it was thrown wide open on the weekend because Brisbane, who finished fourth, beat Adelaide, who were first, obviously had to travel and beat them. North, who finished third, beat Melbourne, who finished second. So the whole competition's been thrown on its head. Adelaide now have to get over Sydney this weekend if they want to continue on in the race. But they still, there's a slim hope that they still can host a grand final if they're good enough. But uh, Matthew Clark spoke about the second chance. Yeah, well, you don't want to... I mean, obviously, we had the double chance today, so um, we won't have that next week. So we'll have to make sure we're, we're on and and manage that, you know, manage the disappointment of today really well so that we can be really clear and focused on what we've got to do from here on in. Um, ultimately, yeah, the equation in finals is, you know, if you finish top four, you've got to win three in a row. Would have been nice to tick one off, but we didn't. So we've got to, we've got to get that first one next week. And that'll be uh, Saturday night at Norwood Oval again. So a um, bit of a blockbuster feel about that. And I think there'll be hopefully a big crowd turn up and Adelaide have a win and they would go and face North Melbourne in Melbourne for a spot in the grand final if they're good enough. Thank you, Mark Bickley. 12 minutes past seven. You got any feedback on the things that Bix learned on the weekend or you want to add your own nomination, 0427 We're here thanks to Tire Power. Say big time on Falcon All-Terrain Tires. Back after this. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 17 minutes past seven. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Uh, our text line, Bix, 0427 154 166. Had a text coming through from Rocco saying, Mark, did you see the weather forecast for India? Australia will miss out because of the weather and finishing below the Proteus, which is quite concerning. I'm just looking into that, Rocco. I can't believe a tournament this size, if it's washed out in a semi-final, the team that's higher ranked just goes straight through. Come on, Mm. there's got to be some sort of contingency. Rocco, I'm having a look at that, so uh, I hope that's not the case. I'm pretty sure this is what happened, though, with the T20 World Cup in Australia last year. That's when India were playing against uh, Bangladesh, 
and there was a lot of rain and Virat Kohli made sure that the game continued. He ran out to the ground staff to Damien Hoff and Todd Heinrich and said, we need to keep this game going. So I think the only day that has a predetermined rest day mm. is the actual final itself. We've got to be better than that, surely. So you want a rest day for every match? No, no, no. Because then I, the World Cup will go all year. No, what I want is when we get to the semi-final stage is a bit like what they've got. What have they got? A, a, a Wednesday and a Thursday. They, they need to have a week between the, maybe the semi-final or four or five days between the semi-final and the final so that if, if the games are washed out, they can replay them. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Bix, I need your nomination for... Si, senor! Si! Uh, we make a difference helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. He blew me out of my chair then. I'm not sure what that happened with the volume there, but wow. Uh, I need a very quick nomination for who's making a difference for you from the weekend sport. Um, I want to talk about... An unbelievable feat which happened on the weekend, and that was um, uh, a captain who took the responsibility upon himself. It's a third-grade cricket team making national headlines. Majuriaba, Premier Third League captain, Gareth Morgan, bought himself on in the final over uh, as Surfers Paradise. They were chasing 179. They needed just five more runs to win. Um, but more importantly, Surface Paradise had six wickets in hand. Can you imagine that? Mm. They were four for 174, chasing 179. And then he was very selfless. He said, I didn't want to let the winning runs come off a young bowler's bowling. Didn't want to sort of deflate them. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll take it on myself. I'll bowl the last over. They'll get the runs and, you know, I can take it because I'm experienced. What happened next was he got three wickets with his first three balls. Yep. He then got uh, another wicket with his fourth ball. They got they were going crazy. He got down to, they still needed five runs to win, but they only had two wickets in hand. And then in the last two balls, clean bowled, bowled, bowled both of them. And so he got six wickets from six balls and they won the match. That is incredible. That's that is a great incredible. nomination for who's making a difference. My quick nomination is over in the States, uh, and this is Dallas Mavericks journo presenter, <laughs> Brian Demiris, who had a takedown of James Harden, who now has led the Los Angeles Clippers to a five-game losing streak, and they haven't won with him in the team yet. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else and you're going to go back home and you're going to start swiping right for another team and there's not going to be anybody left because James, you're not the beard, you're not the system, you're the problem. You're not the beard, you're not the system, you are the problem. There's a there's a full two-minute rant. You have say, a look online I, for that I one, heard please. the whole lot and he, and he just absolutely creamed him, didn't he? Uh, just a quick text coming in from Adam saying, gentlemen, there are reserve days for the semi and final. Friday reserved for the Australia-South Africa semi. So you need that's to hold from, us to account, from, Adam. Thank you. Mm. And we need 
to be fact-checked always. So we're going to send you that Signa Boost power bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7 to SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 26 minutes past seven on a bit of an overcast morning. We are aiming for 23 degrees today on this Tuesday, the 14th of November. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Bickley, we're talking about Gatheran. We'll be doing that with the Premier of South Australia, uh, Peter Malinowskis, at 8 o'clock this morning. Our text line 0427154166. Rocco sent in a good question. Yeah, he said, I would love to see one blockbuster game in the next three years in the Gatheran. Would be great to see Collingwood versus Carlton on a Friday night at the Adelaide Oval. The argument would be crowd numbers are only 55,000 in Adelaide versus 90,000 in Melbourne. But the AFL is all about TV ratings. Uh, revenue is a bonus. So, yeah, good thought there. And you would think... That's a good point. It is. Uh, but generally, there, there's a couple of match-up games you can, you know, sort of manufacture. You know, like, and, and, you know, like a Geelong... Uh, Hawthorne game last well, year. You know, can, but that, of... Yes, but that was also proven incorrect this gather round because no one predicted Collingwood and St Kilda to be undefeated at that point. Mm. So it was accidentally perfect when it came to the scheduling, but we look at where teams are at now and we probably think, okay, let's just hope that they're going and to be good games. And that's why it's a crystal ball yeah. job, isn't it? And that's why the, the whole scheduling is, you know, Adelaide get a really good draw this year mm. on the back of most people thinking that they're going to improve and play finals. So... They want those teams to be to be pushing up. A bit like the Bombers last year. Everyone thought the Bombers were going to uh, improve. They did in the front half, but then the back half had some big time slots but didn't really deserve them. So it's it's a little bit hit and miss. And, and it's also why the fixturing, they want to have as much flexibility. You know how they, they do the first 10 rounds or so. Then they can have the flexibility to be able to move and change depending on where teams are and, and how they're performing. That That's what the the host broadcasters are really keen on. But I also think in the the fixturing of it, potentially they could have looked at the teams that have a really strong South Australian following so you know that there's going to be at least one big crowd there. So the the Suns and the Giants at Mount Barker, I don't think is going to be a huge draw card apart from the people of Mount Barker. But if they put in a team which was heavily followed there, so potentially your Sydney Swans, you're going to get some probably more numbers. Mm. I, I think that you just you summed that up pretty well. The reason that's at Mount Barker is that's the least attractive venue of all of the venues. Yeah. They're pr- trying to keep it centralised for most of the visitors that come here. We are going to try and get in touch with Tilly Garrett very soon, your Australian Diamond and uh, Fast Five world champion as well. The Premier joining us at 8 o'clock and not too far away on the mark. On SENSA, we're back after the news. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We still have the Archie's thongs to give away to. If you want to win them, 
Just call us at any time, 1-300-736-736. They are so comfy, you'll never take them off. The Premier of South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, joining us at 8 o'clock this morning. He's been quite busy. He's, a, a busy, he's even more busy than you, Mark Bickley. No, no. When you talk about busy, mm. you're the reference point because your your basketball, your cricket, your footy, your hockey, your the pet show, you, you do it all. Like you're oh. a some people are a double threat, some people are a triple threat. I'm not even sure what what you are. It's a bit triggering because I was supposed to go to the pet show in Sydney this coming weekend, Were but you? I had to say no. Why is that? Christmas Day. It's probably a wise idea to spend time with my family <laughs> if I'd like to spend Christmas in mm. my house. Um, so, look, if you have anything you want us to ask the Premier, please let us know because we want to talk about Live Golf, the Velo Adelaide 500, which is in town next week. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm away next week on Thursday afternoon. Mm. I was asked by the Shell team if I wanted a hot lap. A hot lap? I can't do it. Do you want to do it instead of me? Oh, Would you do it? Yes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'd probably have to... Uh, Almost soil myself. Yeah, wear a nappy. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. If you want it, I'll yeah. uh, I'll tee up the hot lap for you. Please. Okay. Can can you do that? Yeah. Wow, I'm excited. No one's ever been killed on a hot lap, have they? I don't want to answer the question because <laughs> I just don't know. So on the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. Yeah, Dracos has posed a really interesting question. We were talking a couple of minutes ago about uh, local cricketer in Queensland. Uh, Gareth Morgan, who took six wickets in six balls. Gareth asked, is that a multiple hat-trick in the same over? Uh, first three balls is one hat-trick. Second three balls is another hat-trick. Well, the way I'm led to believe, I think if you get four wickets in four balls, that's a double hat-trick. I've just Googled what is six wickets in six balls, and there is no answer. So I'm not even sure that there's a name for it at this stage. So if four wickets in four balls is a double hat-trick, then you'd think five wickets in five balls is a triple hat-trick. So six and six would be a quadruple hat-trick. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But if anyone out there knows that, uh, send us a, a text, 0427 What else did you learn during the time then when we were having a conversation about cricket and people taking wickets if you well, took a yeah, few? Yeah, if you took a Pfeiffer, it's called a Michelle. And I'm saying a Michelle, what's that mean? A Michelle Pfeiffer. That's the first time when I was Googling. That's what I just found out. the first out. time I've heard of it. Yeah. Then, then I mentioned it to you and you said, oh, well, everyone knows that. <laughs> well, see, that, because I'm a batsman, I never took wickets. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. When I say because I'm a batsman, because I was a very ordinary batsman, I didn't take any wickets. I was a wicket keeper. Michelle Pfeiffer, underrated actress, movie Dangerous Mind she was in, Grease 2, which is better than Grease 1. Was she – what was she – what did she do with uh, – Coolio, she was in some sort of... Dangerous Minds. that Dangerous yes. Minds, is it? Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> she didn't do anything with She's Coolio. Also... Coolio sang the title song, Gangster's Paradise, yeah. but he wasn't in the movie. Okay, so she was also in um, Vance Joy's song, Riptide. Closest thing to Michelle Pfeiffer that I've ever seen. She's in the lyrics of that song. All right. Look at the dogs on the mark! Spaghetti-like on the mark. Wobbly man stuff on the mark. Every good side has a good captain. Mark Bickley. Okay, Mark Bickley, on the mark, I'll read out some statements. You just have to say if they are on or off the mark. Sure. Pretty simple. Yep. Um, let's do it. Gather Round has made some great improvements, but Glenelg is a bit stiff not to get one of the two matches allocated to Mount Gambia. Mm. Not Mount Gambia, Mount Barker. Because <laughs> that'd be Gambia. pretty good. <laughs> It was closer yeah. to the Melbourne people coming across. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the mark, 
the only thing, there's a caveat on this, and, and I live close to Glenelg Oval and drive past it a couple of times a week. There's some major, major uh, things happening with their cricket nets there at the moment, which have been ongoing uh, and look like they've still got a, a little bit of work to do. So whether that's, well, surely it would have been finished by the uh, by sort of gather around April next year, you would think. So that's not even an excuse, but... I would have thought a bit like what Norwood are doing with the parade. You could do something similar. You could do something similar at Glenelg. You could do something similar. You mentioned the port around Albert Noble. You you could do something around there. I think that's where the benefit comes, where you have those little communities that could really, um, you know, they have those sort of, what would you call them? A strip, you know, where you could really sort of create that uh, sort of party-like atmosphere. If the 36ers lose on Friday night to the Phoenix, it's effectively season over. Yep, I'd agree with that. That's on the mark. Three and eight, hard to come back from that. Not impossible, but three and eight and not in super form, Mm. I think it'd be very tough. And once again, the pressure just continues to ramp, I would think, on CJ Bruton, if that were to be the case. Trenton Flowers had eight points in a handful of minutes. He's in and out of the rotation, but the fans seem to love him, and he likes the reception he gets from the fans. Man, I feel the love. You know, you know, right when I step in the game, you know, everybody gets on their feet, cheers for me. So, you know, it's just an amazing feeling. You know, I know how it was, you know, once as a kid to go to the game and watch my favorite player, and then, you know, after the game, want to get a picture of some, and, you know, they either had to do something or, you know, they didn't want to do it. So, you know, I would never want to leave a kid with that feeling. And, you know, I just try to reach as many people as I can. So He's also... Was that sped up, by the way? No. The that, audio? That was... Wow. My. He's very good with the fans. Yeah. Incredible with the fans. He's going to be here for a short time. And when they decide to shut him down to prepare for the NBA draft, mm. which will be closer to the end of the season, but um, he's very good with the fans, Trenton. So, so what we're seeing here is as a exercise for the club and the fans, fantastic, but... Talk to me about the basketball. I haven't seen enough to say whether you're talking about limited uh, court time. Has it been a success on the court? Do you well, think? I, don't, I don't think so at this point. And this is the challenge that CJ Bruton faces when you get one of these next stars in, because not every next star is going to have instant impact like Josh Giddy did or Lamelo Ball did when he was playing in Illawarra. So CJ Bruton is coaching for his career. He needs to find the best rotation that fits that team. And if Trenton Flowers isn't yeah. in that rotation permanently, then he needs to make the call for the team. But then you've got the external pressure of, I think, Trenton's families here in South Australia. He'd have agents where there's a ranker that comes out every few weeks that shows where they will go in the draft. Yeah. So his intention is to play here so he doesn't have to go to college, so he can just get yeah. drafted. So mm. it's a really tough position to be in because the fans just want to see the 36ers win. Mm. Mm. So CJ, a very uh, tough position that nobody envies. Uh, all right. Robbie Williams is the greatest male solo artist of our generation. Oh, boy. Um, the greatest male solo artist of our generation. You're, you've been on Robbie all morning. Yep, okay. I'm, I'm happy to say that's on the mark. Whoa! Who's he overtaken? Like, I, the thing that got me was... Of, oh, <laughs> unbelievable! Of his generation, so that's the last... 35 or 40 years. So we're taking Elvis. Of our generation. Yeah. So who who's in front of him, do you Elton think? John says hello. Oh, g'day, Billy Joel. But he's, he's, oh, g'day, Elvis. He's the last generation. What genera- about Ricky Martin? They're the last generation. <laughs> Generations only the last 30 years, surely. Um, watch the documentary. It is phenomenal. When he was at the height of his powers, which was sort of 2000 and I think it was 7, 8, 9, 10, around that time, he was playing in front of... 90,000, mm. 100,000, Glastonbury and all these other different 
festivals. He had one that was beamed live uh, onto a pay TV company where 42 million people viewed it live in front, and he played in front of 77,000. Now, he's a troubled soul. Uh, it looks like he's come out the other side, but if, you, if you've got three or four nights, it's a four-part series. Watch the Robbie Williams documentary. It's pretty cool. And it, the one thing he is, he's an entertainer, and there, I don't think you can doubt that. And I'm really looking forward to Sunday week, the 26th, he's going to be here in Adelaide. Sixth. Mm. Um, what song are you looking forward to seeing him perform? Uh, rock DJ. Okay. Angels. Uh, had a text come through on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Michelle Pfeiffer was also in Scarface. Scarface. Mm. Haven't seen that. All right. Um, next in on the mark is you can't learn anything from a five one loss, which is the equivalent, I would think, of a one hundred point loss in AFL. You have to just push it aside and move forward. Off the mark. Off the mark by a long way. I think you learn a lot about people in big defeats. A bit like what you said. You talked about two players being subbed out because <clears throat> the coach, Carl Viet, didn't think they were giving everything. It's easy to give everything when the game is on the line, where it's really tight and when the crowd's urging you on. When there is, when, when the ability to win the game is lost, that's when you find out who has pride and who's playing uh, in terms of giving that effort, no matter what the result is going to be. So I think you learn a lot from your your really poor losses. Tottenham, after another injury time loss on the weekend, are now being exposed to a lack of talent. Um, now, the reason I ask this is because we didn't notice at the start, the first couple of games, that Harry Kane's absent. It was kind of forgotten about, no worries, see you later. But Ange has a bit of work to do. Can I, can I put a caveat on this? When you say Please. lack of talent, we're not saying a lack of you know, talent because any team that plays in the Premier League has got a lot of talent. A lack of talent comparative to the top three or four, to the Man Cities, to the Arsenals, to the – who else is up there? Uh, the third team. Uh, Arsenal are up there. Man City, Liverpool, Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah Liverpool. it was the other one. So comparative to those teams, yes, they have a lack of talent. So that's, that's on the mark. But, you know, comparative to, you know, some of the – Middle rank sides, they're, they're a pretty talented team still. Uh, text message zero four two seven one five four one double six. Saying Michael Jackson says hello as one of the uh, greatest solo artists of our generation. Yeah. After you made the call that it's Robbie got, Williams was Asterix next to Michael. Michelle Pfeiffer was also Catwoman. She was. Yep. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> we we asked for text messages about sport, and now we've got <laughs> music and movies, and I like it. I'm all for this popular culture. And by the way, this is it's an opinion-based... Uh, totally agree. And yours is wrong. Um, <laughs> let's continue on the mark. We shouldn't have said anything about the COVID cruise. It causes more stress than anything talking about COVID. Uh, off the mark. Okay. Learn to live with it. It's, it's part of life now. Mark Bickley should be the gather round ambassador. Mm, off the mark. Get someone who's uh, uh, better. <laughs> Another text. I can't believe what I just heard. Mark has not seen Scarface Wow, that's from Lance of Paradise. And then, Bix, how the hell haven't you seen Al Pacino's Scarface? <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to get onto that. I'm going to start a movie segment soon. The Adelaide Crows got a favourable draw thanks to goalpost gate against the Swans. Uh, off the mark. Uh, we'll never know. And did it help? Maybe a little bit. But the Adelaide Crows were going to get a good draw anyway because they, they're an exciting team to watch. They've got very watchable players in Rankin and Rochelle and others. And so they were always going to improve on 
what was a, a horrid draw last year. The Cricket World Cup has got the system right finally and 50 over cricket is back alive. Absolutely agree with that 100%. That is on the mark because at the start of this World Cup, the, the build-up to it was lacklustre. It was, uh, it was, oh, the World Cup's on. Who cares? But the cricket in it has been phenomenal. And scoring 350-plus, you would have thought was was impossible. But these teams are do, now doing it regularly. So on the back of, I guess, the, the tactics that teams use now in T20 cricket. So what T20 cricket has done is breathe new life into 50-over cricket. People who put Christmas lights up are putting unnecessary pressure on their neighbours who don't want to. Off the mark, each to their own. You're not putting pressure on your neighbours. In actual fact, sometimes it creates um, a little hub. So the bloke across the road from you might say, oh, we should go to the effort and mm. put some lights up. Then someone up the road will do it, and all of a sudden everyone's got them up. Well, I'll tell you what, in my area, it's put unnecessary pressure on my household because I've not only had to buy Christmas lights, but I had to buy two more video cameras to see how long it takes for people to flog them. <laughs> There's that. The other thing that will happen, and this is what happened in our street, is it becomes an arms race. Mm. Is one year you'll put some stuff up. Next year, someone else will buy, what have you bought? A Father Christmas on a skateboard yeah, or something like yeah. And then your household will say, oh, their lights are better than ours. Yeah. We need to go get something bigger and better. And then it's out of control. I did overhear my neighbours yesterday just having a chat to one another. Like, oh, what should we get for Christmas? And the other one said, oh, it doesn't matter. We've already got Walsh's lights. So they've already flogged them, which is good. <laughs> well, I'm worried because my wife, we've got a two-story house and she wants to put an outline of the roof, a bit like the Griswolds. Mm. Like she was, I'm going to have to buy a new ladder to get up on the roof. I then, I, then I might fall off the roof. It's, it's a hazardous sort of pursuit. The last one for on the mark is Warwick Kappa. The whiz is now a business owner. Footy's ultimate high flyer, the newest recruit into the world's oldest profession. Warwick Kappa revealing he's now the owner of Westminster Secrets, a brothel based in Oakley. The secret's out. Warwick's back in town for all your needs. If Warwick has his way, he'll be taking his brothel empire national and he's already scouting for new locations. So Melbourne, Sydney, that's the plan. Anywhere else? Yeah, probably national. I'm big in Tassie, Adelaide, city churches. He likens his business model to that of successful fast food chains. A bit like McDonald's. Let's have a Big Mac. One more lot. Tell them Wizard Kappa Centre with a new tea. That's right, shorts. <laughs> Warwick Kappa could be the smartest man alive, on or off the mark. <laughs> um, nah, that's off the mark. <clears throat> I'll tell you what he has got. He's got a little bit of front, hasn't he, Warwick? He, he lines up. He has a go at everything. He's, he's tried a few things. Um, yeah, but that's quite bizarre. Uh, I did. He had a really good line about an advert, an advertising campaign that he's going to do. He talked about his... <laughs> I'm going to take a deep breath here. I, try, I hope I get this right. He talked about... I'm may, out of here. I'm turning my microphone off. People who go, go to his establishments may not be James Mo Bond, but they can be Roger Moore. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting. I tell you what, we have a very tenacious commercial team here at SEN, and I feel that if he comes to Adelaide, we're going to do an outside broadcast from there next year. <laughs> I love how he's bought one place and he's talking about an empire and comparing himself to McDonald's. Um, what this shows, if this works, it shows that uh, any business can be successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. Um, so many texts flooding in, Mark Bickley. Josh from Aldinga Beach, welcome to SEN Movie Chat Mornings with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Because mm. um, you were talking about Michelle Pfeiffer and not having seen Scarface. Say hello to my little 
Maybe we got a movie night, you and I. Get some popcorn. <laughs> oh, really? I thought people were having a crack, me not seeing Scarface because I've got scars all over my face. I thought that was like a, some sort of cheap shot. Yeah, I was not going to say that, but <laughs> I definitely thought it. It is 10 to 8 on SCNSA. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Five minutes to eight on SCNSA Breakfast. It'll be gay today, as always, to run home with Kimbo and the Rooch from 3 p.m. Followed by Sports Day SA with Dan Menzel and Paul Bonza from 6. Was it remiss of us not to wish Michelangelo Ricci a happy birthday last oh, week? Yes. 60 years of age. My goodness. That's a good innings. A very good innings. There were messages floating around the WhatsApp group all weekend. So happy birthday to Rooch. And yes. thank you for all that you continue to do to football in South Australia and, of course, here at SCNSA. Um, before we head to the news, and don't forget, straight after that, uh, our Premier Peter Malinowskis will be joining us. Let's head over to Victoria and talk about what's happening with some of the Victorian teams, including Essendon. Darcy Parrish was spoken to yesterday. A handful of the players went over to the States to do a little bit of pre, pre-season training. And this is Darcy talking about Preparation. Yeah, well, yeah, I bloody hope so. Obviously, um, you want to come back in good nick and um, you get found out pretty quick if you don't. So um, the young boys go back today and um, the older boys are back in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, yeah, hopefully everyone's enjoyed their break mentally and physically and um, has put themselves in a great position to come back and um, ready to rip in. So um, looking forward to getting back into it and, um, yeah, can't wait to see everyone in the train again. Yeah, I think it's just figuring out what your off-season looks like and how best you're going to come back um, physically and mentally and ready to go day one. Um, we're not waiting to, to start our training and it starts today and um, yeah, if you're not ready you're going to be playing a lot of catch up so, and we're not waiting for anyone to catch up so um, yeah, everyone would have been putting in the work and um, feeling really good about themselves and yeah, be ready to go day one. I think that's the type of attitude that Brad Scott brings like, I, I got this sense that halfway through the year last year, Essendon were cooked they were done, they just didn't have the fitness base and it's difficult first year when you come there as a coach you know, to just to build that in one preseason, and that to me would have been one of the the lingering messages that the players would have had ringing in their ears at the end of last season. If we want to be good, we have to be fair income about how we prepare. Yeah. So you go away and and you find out. And so some players, like Darcy Parish, they go into sort of overseas and they spend a whole heap of time preparing themselves. And what he talked about there, we'll find out who's serious and who's not. So, uh, and I think that's the message that Brad Scott would have left. So it's going to be interesting. So that means there is the potential for Essendon to be another team that's going to improve again this year after a good start last year. Dustin Martin, this sort of talk and association with the Gold Coast Suns just gets louder and louder, of course, with Damien Hardwick now as the coach. Let's have a listen to Sam McClure, who spoke about it. He will finish his career at the Gold Coast Suns playing. He will finish his career at the Gold Coast Suns. You heard it here first. Or maybe seventh. <laughs> Got a sense of humour there. I think most people think that it's, it would be attractive for Dustin to maybe wants to be up on the Gold Coast, a little less attention and sort of maybe um, you know a bit, bit of anonymity, which would be good. And of course, there's that comfortability with a few familiar faces. Of course, one being the coach Damien Harbick, and now we're seeing that um, Alex Rance is going to be working part time as a leadership consultant. So I, I don't mind that fit. And maybe he plays a bit like he did this year as a, as a permanent forward. But, um, yeah, it seems to be that that 
might be what happens once he comes out of contract. Do you think that tarnishes his legacy? No. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal for the Richmond Footy Club and what he's done over that period. And I'm not sure that anyone will ever replicate what he's done. Three Norm Smith medals in three winning premiership sides. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. The fact that no one's ever done it would be a testament to that. But yeah, just phenomenal. So I, he'll always be uh, in the hearts of and minds of Richmond people and He's as good a. He's going to be a modern day legend in terms of you know we we see the Malcolm Blights and we know the Lee Matthews. Hard to think how he could not be you know down the track, uh, a legend of our game. So, in your humble opinion, before we head to the news and then to Peter Malinowskis, um, who is more of a legend in your eyes, Dustin Martin or Robbie Williams? Well, they're they're in different fields. So do you think Robbie Williams would be better at kicking a goal after the siren or Dustin would be better, better than singing, singing yeah. angels? I just think that Robbie is on a world stage. Mm. So he's probably a bit more of a legend. But in, in this little pond, Dustin Martin's a big fish. We call that Australia a pond. So you have to finish your hard-hitting statement by saying, I'm Mark Bickley. <laughs> The Premier's calling, so we've got to get to him straight after the news. We'll do it no, right now on SENSA. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. A great time to be in South Australia as we look forward to 2024. Some major announcements over the past couple of days of course as we build up to the Velo Adelaide 500 next weekend and then we move into April 2024. Gather round Live Golf. The man behind getting all these deals done uh, is the Honourable Premier of South Australia, Mr Peter Malinowskis. Good morning Premier. Congratulations. It's an exciting time to be in this state. Yeah, it is. It is Walsh and good morning to Bix. Hey, Peter, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, just start with Live Golf because we announced that April 26th to 28th, Grange Golf Course again. I think the biggest question is going to be, how do we replicate what was, I think, the most amazing sporting event on our calendar last year? It's a good question, Dix, uh, and it's something that we've been turning our mind to. So I think the last year just shot the lights out in, in such mm. an extraordinary way that, that it's going to be hard work to, to replicate it. But we're going to do it. There's a couple of things that we're confident about. The first thing is, um, look, I, this is going to sell out very quickly. We have worked hard to increase the capacity on last year, so there'll be more uh, tickets for sale. I know the team between the state government and the crew at Live, who, who run the event, uh, have worked hard on making sure that ticket prices remain modest so and accessible, which I think is important in this day and age. But we're also um, got a keen eye on the on the on the support entertainment lineup. So last year we had some significant music mm. acts perform uh, across the weekend. But the big one, we, we we've been working hard with Liv to try and look at the dates. So you know, if I'm honest about it, like the state government had a keen eye on seeing if we could move it forward a little bit. Uh, but you know, scheduling golf tournaments that have got international stars with you know, other commitments like the US Masters and what have you around that time of the year is difficult. So where we've landed is not bad. We've got the Anzac Day, um, just to give you a bit of context, Anzac Day falls on Thursday the 25th next year. So it's always on the 25th, but it's a Thursday. 
So the Live Golf Tournament is going to start on the Friday. Now, the, the, the good part about that from our perspective economically is, you know, a lot of Australians are going to take that Friday off to make it a four-day weekend, and that will encourage a lot of interstate uh, people to travel for the Live Golf event on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the 26th, 7th and 8th. So um, we last year, 41% of all tickets sold went to people from either interstate or overseas. Um, we want to keep that number up there because that's what brings the dollars into South Australia. So Gather Round also, Premier, is a really exciting thing that you were lucky enough to announce during Gather Round this year. We've got it for the next couple of years. Um, a, a few tweaks where Bix and I this morning were talking about the, the brilliance of having the food and wine celebrations in, in Norwood. Um, what was the thought behind um, the venues and also the idea of keeping the venues the same? Okay. So we're really keen on a game in the Barossa. I've, I've said that publicly. That's going to happen in 2025. The only reason why it's not happening in 24 is the time it takes to bring the infrastructure up to scratch to meet an AFL standard. So we just weren't able to do that by April next year, but we're confident we will have it in place by 25. So all being well with Barossa Games in, in 25. This year we've made a few tweaks without wanting to change a, a winning formula. So Last year, I was trying to say last year, this season we had six games at Allard Oval. Next year it's going to be five rather than a six to facilitate an extra game in Mount Barker. Um, Mount Barker only had the one game at this year's gather round. So increasing it to two for next year's, we think it's a good move in terms of getting people up to the Adelaide Hills. Um, Mount Barker went really well in April this year, but they had the worst of the weather. So mm. hopefully, fingers crossed, that, that improves for next year's experience. The other thing is Norwood. So we've got this St Kilda-Richmond game, which, you know, at the parade, you know, that's going to sell out. You could sell that out, <laughs> you know, five times over. Um, so what we're seeking to do is on the Sunday, uh, everyone that's travelled from interstate, we want them to be able to experience a, um, you know, South Australia at its best in terms of premium food and wine. And that'll be on show at the Norwood Food and Wine Festival that we're going to host um, in conjunction with the local council, the, um, who's to their credit chipping in 300 grand to host that event with the state government. So uh, we think that'll be a bit of an experience. Richmond, St Kilda, on the parade. Picture this, gents. Uh, you know, that, that is a game that is a Channel 7 game, broad, li broadcast live into the eastern states in the lead up to the news. It's a high rating game. Uh, and the images that people will see at sort of quarter time and half time isn't just what's happening in Nord Oval, but what's happening outside of it. And I think that could be a really great showcase for the state. We'll have live music. It'll, it'll be a bit of a hoot. And if you're a Carlton supporter, for instance, you watch Carlton Free on Saturday afternoon, stay in Adelaide overnight, and then on Sunday morning, rather than shooting back to Melbourne, you know, hang out for an extra day and go to the Parade Food and Wine Festival and watch the Saints and the Tigers on a big screen and have a few or a couple of wines and a bit of a grub on the parade and enjoy yourself and go home and tell everyone how great South Australia is. I think the biggest problem is going to be getting people off the parade. That's going to be one heck of a party. <laughs> uh, we, we keep moving on to the, the Velo 500, which is uh, rapidly closing. Um, that's going to be another huge event. Now, I just want to ask you a question. Like, you get a lot of perks in your job, but surely you're going to get backstage and introduce yourself to Robbie Williams. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. The, um, there, was, there was nothing like that that happened Last year, we had the, the Killers and um, Barnsley mm. um, singer last year. I, no, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to do that. I sort of was, I was 
running around in the evening last last year on a Sunday trying to grab the uh, motorsport board officials just to find out what the final attendance numbers were because we're really keen to see how ticket sales went throughout the course of the day. And that score, um, I'm actually pleased to report that this year we're up about 6% on ticket sales in comparison to where we were at the same time last year. And I think there are three reasons for that. First thing is that it's um, that it, this is going to be the season decider, so it's not mm. a dead rubber. The championship is going to be determined in Adelaide next weekend. The second thing is um, I think this year people now know it's on, whereas last year there was still a bit of uncertainty after it was scrapped by um, the former government. And then the third thing is there's some bloke called Robbie Williams, as you said, <laughs> on the Sunday night. So I think... I think uh, things are looking good for a successful weekend. I think there's some other good things as well. A bit more shade on the straight and some of the seating yep. areas, which is awesome too. So huge, huge couple of uh, – a huge weekend coming up in two weeks' time. A huge sporting calendar coming up over the next couple of months, which we love and we thank you for, for what you've been able to do in invigorating a lot of life and vitality into our state. So uh, we thank you, Premier Peter Malinowskis. No, no need to thank me. It's, it's South Australians who have backed this in, but critically, people travelling from interstate. The Live Golf, we inter, um, released the independent economic report from YouGov this week, $64.9 or $64.9 million of economic activity to the state. So our motivation isn't just you know South Australians having a good time, it's the economic return, and it puts Adelaide on the map. The state's in a strong position. We've got a good story to tell. Major events gives us a lever to do that. Premier, thank you so much. It's good to be able to speak with you as well. Um, This time last week, we wouldn't have been able to because of what was going on with Optus. And we also like the fact that you flexed in front of the whole country (laughs) saying, Optus, you behave yourselves because we will pull out if we need to. And that's why we love you. So thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya. Uh, Very accessible, our Premier of South Australia, which is wonderful to everybody. And it is an exciting time. One of the things I was thinking while he was speaking, Bix, was – we used to talk about Mad March. Mm. Now it's basically just a mad calendar year, isn't it? It's not just <laughs> filling everything into uh, one month and then that's it. Well, the the good thing about this, and, and the Premier made the point a bit later on, there's, there's always the argument, what are we spending money on Live Golf for when we need to fix the ramping situation? The comeback is always, like, you've got to be able to walk and chew gum. You've got to be able to do two things at once. And, and when you can create and then this is spending money on the right events and live golf is and the way Adelaide did it was the best in the world you get the best players here um it generates money and that money that you generate then and is injected into our state then people pay tax which then allows you to spend money on hospitals and the other things so gather round oh, you'd has to you'd have to think that that's positive cash flow positive live golf talked about bringing in 60 odd million dollars all those things help hotels and cafes and uh accommodation all those things are all pumping during those weekends and uh, like you say it changes the perception of adelaide as well and i think that's that's a really crucial thing that's happened in the last 18 months a couple of text messages coming through during that chat zero four two seven one five four one double six. uh ricky saying can you please have a chat to the premier and get funding to deploy a team of forensic excavators to scour the dump until they find Jake Lever's ex-crow paraphernalia. So that's an interesting one. And also a text (laughs) coming through from the Shell Racing team saying your hot lap's confirmed next week. Hot lap confirmed. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Shell. And thank you, Jared, for facilitating. Don't say I never do anything for you. I do heaps for you. you do. 12 minutes past eight. You keep thanking me, all right, for the whole day.
Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. A huge show today. If you missed any of it, you can always listen to the podcast. Make sure you download the app as well. Now, Bix on 1300 736 736. We've got our Archie footwear to give away and they go to you. He thanks for calling. What did you want to talk about? Uh, Chad Wingard going, oh, talking to Collingwood. Um, I just wondered your thoughts on that. I remember last year when they spoke to Billy Frampton, everybody sort of thought that was a bit odd, but that worked out pretty good, didn't it? So, yeah, I just wondered your thoughts on that. Yeah, look, it's, it's all contingent on, on his uh, Achilles tendon, of which he snapped very late last year and how that's progressing. But all things being equal, like, so Hawthorne have, have delisted him and they're going to sort of take him on their rookie list, a bit like what Adelaide are doing with a few of their players. So they do leave the door ajar. If he was fit, I don't think there's any doubt that he would be someone who could add something to Collingwood. They've got Lockie Schultz, of course, who they've given up a little bit for, who plays that role. But as a depth player uh, and sort of taking a punt on whether his Achilles is going to fix itself, I think it's worth the punt. It's not a bad uh, filler as well if they lose Jack Inovan and you get Schultz and uh, Wingard in. That's not too bad. What do you think, Heath? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think he's a good top-up. I think uh, earlier in the year when he was he was playing well for Hawthorne, he was probably some of his best football he's ever yep. played. So, yeah, it's definitely worth a look, for sure. If they get him on the rookie list, it'd be great. Agree with you, Heath. Thank you for the, uh, the call. Hold the line. We'll send you the Archies. They are incredible. So uh, they're that comfortable. You'll never take them off, Bix, even if you need to go to a formal occasion. If you're going 10-pin bowling, you can mm. just wear the Archies. No, I've got a pair of Archies. Wear them all the time. And uh, just tell you what, I'm I'm so pumped. Doing a hot lap. Yeah. How good's that? Well, I haven't sent you the email yet, so you've got to be nice to me for the next seven days. Oh, I do. I do. But um, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, um, semifinals kick off tonight in the uh, the World Cup cricket. New Zealand. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow night. <laughs> You've had a mare had today. today. You've had a mare. Well, we're, we're, basically, getting, we're getting close. Right, we're getting close, right. aren't we? India taking on New Zealand <laughs> and then, of course. You can't backpedal this. <laughs> you said to... the Velo 500 was this weekend. Then and it was next week. You said that um, it wasn't Robbie Williams performing. It was Katy Perry. You got it wrong. <laughs> anyway, we'll catch you tomorrow. See ya.